0: Hi, you are listening to The Zid and Fizz Show, a talk show for entrepreneurs, angel investors, and everyone else. Good morning, welcome, and enjoy the show. Here they are.
1: All right, here we go. Let's go, Fizz. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Well, no, it's good afternoon for everybody. Good afternoon. Well, it's, it, depends where you well are. it depends on when they listen to us. It's Wednesday morning. That's, it's yeah. Wednesday morning, always. It's Wednesday morning. We have a quick announcement. Uh, We will not discuss the weather. And uh, we will also, this is based on popular demand. Basically, it's a three-minute brief on a particular topic. Stay tuned. And we go today is very special. Ryan, you're very special, but we have a very special guest. And she runs the mothership of accelerators, incubators will discuss how to call and its mass challenge. This is where it all wow. be. It's huge. Um, huge. Kate, welcome to the Zid and Fish show. We're very excited to have you on.
0: Thank you for having me. Excited to be a part of this.
1: And remind me which city you're in.
0: We right. are based in Boston. So that was the flagship program, which supports over 100 startups a year, is based in Boston. But we work now uh, across the world. Excellent. Wow. Excellent.
1: Across so, the world. That's so incredible. Did, so, so did you hear that, Fuzz, <laughs> in Boston? I did. From Boston to the world. That's fantastic. From Boston
0: to the world. Not, yeah. uh, not to your coast, though.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> that don't a- blame you. <laughs> that's controlled by the the y combinator is that is that uh,
2: something like
1: something that's like there's, right. lot con-
2: yeah. there's yeah. a lot of yeah there's a lot of lot of things going on on this coast that uh should not be repeated
1: <laughs> no mass challenge is unbelievable i mean i have never heard anybody say anything negative about mass challenge it's like uh it's a it's oh, a center because, of that's because energy. you're in
3: Boston. I'm sure I'm sure yeah. if you go to the West Coast you'll hear a lot of the negative.
1: <laughs>
0: no, uh, not challenge. at all. No, Mass really? Challenge has a great
2: <laughs> reputation. Yeah. Can, we
0: can have us, an amazing community.
2: It yeah, is. tell us a little bit about the about the community, the ecosystem and kind of your 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 role in the whole thing.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh so maybe just quick um context on Mass Challenge. So we are uh, a non profit. Uh, with the mission to make it as easy as possible for entrepreneurs to launch and grow their business. And we do that primarily through um, accelerator programs uh, here in Boston, Rhode Island, Texas, Switzerland, Israel, uh, and Mexico. And, uh, uh, and my role is I oversee our work here in, in Massachusetts, which includes our early stage program as well as a fintech and a health tech. Uh, so we take no equity in the startups. We We are truly right. focused on supporting startups. And we do that in many ways. Uh, you know, obviously we run curriculum. We use uh, uh, experts in a community and academics in this very rich ecosystem to do that. We have over 400 mentors actively engaged in our uh, Boston programming to support startups through one-on-one coaching and expertise. Uh, and startups also access a global pool of resources. And then we will actually give startups non-equity cash prizes at the end of our accelerator. So I hope everyone listening will join us on October 24th for our awards ceremony at the Boston Convention Center, where we'll give over a million dollars in cash prizes to the top 25. That's huge. That's a
1: huge event.
0: It's huge. huge event. Did really you, fun. did
1: you announce any special guests or, or not yet?
0: Yes. Thank you for asking. Uh, so we are <laughs> super excited. We have uh, one of the co-founders of Airbnb as our keynote speaker this year. Wow. Uh, so Nate is uh, born and raised in the Boston area uh, and will be talking not only about his own entrepreneurial journey, uh, but about his commitment to supporting entrepreneurs in this area. So a really exciting message for uh, startups and innovators broadly, but, you know, of course, uh, the uh, the folks in this uh, in the Boston area.
1: So let's let's jump right in, okay? Ben um, Ryan, we'll get to you soon. Where are you? Yep. In Ed- Edmonton, I am Canada. In Ed-
3: I am in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada.
1: Excellent. We love you As guys. You We're coming, by the way. We're coming in in 23 days. Um yep.
3: And we we made sure to invite you right when the cold weather starts. So <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: So. So let's agree on some definitions because this is always confusing. Incubator, accelerator, co-working space, and then there are more names. But, um, so Kate, maybe you can, you can give us your thoughts and then we can go fight all, all of, all of <laughs> us to discuss which one is what.
0: Okay. Perfect. So I'll launch with a couple of the criteria we think about, but, uh, I think as, uh, ryan and i were discussing it's pretty fluid uh, and these terms are uh, applied loosely so we think of an accelerator as having a couple core components one is a highly selective process so at mass challenge we so we ultimately work with less than 10 percent of those who apply and we have a two-stage competitive process to get them in Uh, so that's one is competitive process the second is a time-bound uh uh, program. So we work with startups for four months. I think the average is like three to six, but the idea is you put a time barrier on the work with startups to create urgency and structure uh, uh, around uh, the work with them. Um, the third is access to resources. So most accelerators have some combination of uh, cash, curriculum, uh, expertise, um uh, maybe special advisors, corporate partners. And so there's a theory and then a delivery model for giving startups access to resources uh, that are intended to change uh, their trajectory, accelerate their time to success or failure. Uh,
1: that's excellent. So we're that's the we're describing an, acceler- an accelerator. That's the okay.
0: accelerator.
1: So an incubator. So is there a difference between an incubator and accelerator in like... In a nutshell, is there such a thing? I
3: th- I think so. I, I yeah, think one exactly. of the main dis- I think one of the main distinguishing points there is you know the the space. I think an incubator you kind of have to have that co-working, uh, comingling, water water no, cooler. No, but they and, have it.
1: I mean <laughs> I mean MassChallenge has a co-working space, so it's right. Mm-hmm.
3: right. But uh, but then I would also suggest that it's actually missing some components that an accelerator does. So an incubator kind of doesn't necessarily have the the finite, uh, program length, nor does it have, you know, that end point of a demo day. Th- that's my take on it. But again, I think everyone has to give the but definition. I, you
1: know what's what's, and I'm going to give you Kate and Matt, challenge and a huge, huge kudos and compliment. You're a nonprofit. Cause that's all right. I hear and all I see are cap tables that have 6% and whatever, Given to an accelerator, investors are asking, what's this on the cap table? And they like, oh, yeah, we spent three months, X, Y, Z. And, uh, and when startups are young, they don't know better. They don't know what to do. So anybody who can help. And so being a nonprofit is, is extraordinary. I, lo- I think it's fantastic. And you don't, you don't and no take equity. equity. Yeah,
2: no equity.
0: Yeah, it's they- an unusual yeah. business model in this space. Uh, particularly at the the types of companies that we're targeting, which are still growth oriented, high growth oriented, high impact. Most uh, most are technology focused. Uh, the nonprofit model is is more tic- typical, maybe in the sort of SME or uh, more bespoke categories. So, yeah, so uh, on
1: the West Coast.
0: Tell us, Faz, on means- the
1: West Coast, don't you take everything? Yeah. You take the, <laughs> you take the founders, their kids. <laughs>
2: Well, so, so Kate, that means the sustainability <laughs> model that you have baked in, that means that there are sponsors and there are funding programs that come in from the state, from mm-hmm. municipalities, right? Is that correct?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. So, uh, our, uh, work is funded through three different avenues. One is, uh, philanthropy. That's a very small piece of the puzzle, typically jumpstart something that's important. We have a couple individuals who are very passionate about our work. And provide some funding and, uh, as individuals, uh, government. So mass challenge Boston was launched with funding from this, you know, we think of two parts of our model in our nonprofit sense. One is startups. And then the second is economic development with a sense that we have, we believe that the innovation economy is a critical engine and startups are at the heart of that. And, uh, our, uh, our data over time suggests that that is correct. And so states fund us. As part of that, uh, but the vast majority of our funding is from corporate sponsors where we're working with corporate innovation teams, business units, R&D centers who have, who are increasingly looking outside their own walls for the breakthrough ideas, the new business, or at least to be aware of uh, external threats or opportunities.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah, I yeah, love, love it. it. You know why they call the Y Combinator the Y Combinator? No, it tells tell why. All- all the startups keep asking themselves, "Why am I here?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> I <don't> also, <laughs> we we hear pretty good things about Y Combinator. No, they're, they're that's great. That's funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. They're, they're <laughs> great. We just...
3: I, if you see a, a founder come to you with a pitch deck saying they're in an accelerator, how much does that affect your uh, you know take on the company? And is it the caliber of the accelerator that moder- matters, or does it not matter at all? But what do you actually what do you feel as an investor when you see Tech stars or math challenge on the slide deck.
2: So, so the, the first <laughs> thing I ask myself is do I know do I know this accelerator or incubator, um, and I, and I'm going to just promote something uh, on my own for the West Coast. I mean I love I love IndieBio uh, that's run by SOS Ventures out here. They do a mm. tremendous job of taking scientists and turning them into business people. And they stay, I think, uh, a year or longer and they, they invest in them as well. and They give them lots of coaching. So I, I need to know what is it that the program is providing to the entrepreneurs and do I see a high percentage of quality deals coming out of the incubator accelerator? And if I know that, then I feel comfortable. But if I feel like it's a machine that's just grinding and moving hundreds of startups through and they're not necessarily getting um, what they expected to get uh, from the program, then I start to ask myself, well,
1: I'm not sure if they're even ready yet. It doesn't matter anymore because if it's a good company, if they were at an accelerator, great. If it's not and... The, the issue is that when you're a startup these days, rents are so expensive. If you rent a space somewhere, you're alone. So I find that that accelerators are a great place to mingle with people, to to, to connect, to get help. And it's I just question when they take a big chunk of equity, you have to make sure you're getting something in return.
2: There's a selection process, and it makes sense. I like what and Kate that, said. Um, yeah, and I think I think on my
3: end, uh, I kind of would mirror uh, Faz's response in that. Um, wait, is it bad form to answer my own question? I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> no, do it. Yeah, so, Okay, so where, you know, if it's one of the, the accelerators that everyone knows the name of, it means something. Because you know there's a lot of people applying. You know there's a culling point before you even get there. Um, but there are so many companies we see now with an accelerator that I've never heard of, and it doesn't affect the pitch whatsoever. You, you kind of just say, okay, great, it's another accelerator I don't know the name of, in some place that I've never heard of. Um, let's just see if the company is good, and it doesn't really affect us. So I, I think on my in my group, it doesn't seem to affect it unless it's one of the big, widely renowned accelerators.
2: Yeah, but, yeah. I, I agree with all those things, but but I have to put the caveat in there. There, at least on my coast. There are numerous folks who are trying to profit off of entrepreneurs. And so there are incubators, slash accelerators, slash co working spaces, real estate plays. There's a whole bunch of programs, um, curriculum that costs you a thousand bucks, you know, a program.
0: Law firms. Yeah.
2: Right. Right, right. You know, a, a conference that a group is putting together that costs the entrepreneur 2,500 bucks just to have a table. So there's a lot of these programs that are out there that are feeding, that are their business model is to feed off of the entrepreneurs. And that's why I say there should be caution about what the source is. Um, now, granted, Mass Challenge um, is excellent. Uh, I love IndieBio. There's several other really good programs. But I think it's important to know what the source of uh, the companies are, um, and also and if, some, and if
1: they're taking equity, I mean, if they're course. it's a huge piece. If if they're taking equity, it's a different story. If right. if um, if they're not taking anything, they're here to help you, give you a home, and give you connections. I'm
2: going to add one more thing, which is there are also many groups now that are um, revitalizing or recapitalizing uh, companies that have. Not succeeded or failed. Um, And it's important to know the source. So if you don't know that XYZ firm Mm -hmm. specializes in recapping existing startups that have not succeeded, then you won't know to ask the question, is this a recap? It's important to know if it's a recap because how do you know that the original problem that led to the failure has been corrected? You Mm -hmm. see, so I think it's important to know the source of your your deal flow and i think uh errors of omission i was just in detroit for uh venture wells program Um, i said this over and over again errors of omission meaning that you just you're not lying but you just don't tell people um that's a that's a problem
1: but i'm sure i'm sure places like mass challenge have great stories have people gotten married at mass challenge
0: that, so I don't know the answer to that, but I love <laughs> that question. I will ask.
1: Well, because I mean, you're if you've been a, if you've been around for a long time, and it must be a great collaborative environment of success stories, failures.
3: Yeah. Which entrepreneurs in mass Challenge is going to have enough time to start dating?
1: Yeah.
0: Come on. <laughs> that is one of the challenges they face. I mean, one. So you're right. We have so many great stories. I've only been with the organization about a year, so I don't think I have the personal history that I I wish I could um, merge and work together because they're working next to each other and discover similar opportunities. We certainly have startups who help each other with uh, fundraising. Uh, we have our consumer product companies right now have a, a fair that they're putting up next week. To get feedback on their products, just a really incredible community of uh, individuals who uh, who get to work alongside other founders for a period of time and build relationships. And you know, our hope is that those are sustaining through the very challenging personal journey that is um, entrepreneurship.
1: It's hard, yeah. Well, how about the recession? Do you think the recession will impact your business?
0: Totally. Totally. It's something I worry worry about. Um, You know, we, uh, for uh, across two dimensions, I think, you know, one is our, as I mentioned, our, our business model comes from corporate funders. We think that we have a great story about how funders should be doubling down on innovation during times uh, during challenging economic times in order to come out ahead. There's a lot of data that supports that, but obviously, you know, when, Budgets are tight. Those conversations, you have to be working with really strategic people. Uh, we have great partners, uh, but it's something we think about a lot. Um, you know, I think the data shows that during challenging times, entrepreneurship goes up. Uh, so that's a great thing for us because uh, the, the number of startups has declined over time. Uh, and we would love to see those numbers come back up so that that's a you know, and, and positive during, version of a recession
1: during a recession also some of the best companies come out of a recession so do you also focus on any groups women-led uh, startups minority or you you have one big and you ryan also you guys do you does anyone have a focus or it's equal opportunity
3: uh so I, i'm the, the director of a group called merck invention accelerator um it's basically very, very focused and I think it may actually be misnamed as an accelerator before I came on board. It, it really is just early stage pharmaceutical assets, either human or animal health. Uh, and the entire programming is really just access to space for free, um, access to business development and product development, so pre-clinical development uh, in Merck itself. So we actually have New Jersey and San Francisco Merck members who are part of the accelerator and the main value add of the accelerator. Uh, so. Clearly, I mean, it's it's a hard question to answer for me because yes, we are extremely focused just on Canadian pharma early stage assets, and it really is just a, a guided uh, interaction with Merck experts to help steer early stage companies through this product development pathway. So, so it's you know, like an I,
1: innovation, like the innovation labs and all these things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's we're right. extremely focused. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: So we may be at the other end of the spectrum, uh, but there's some nuance there. So our our uh, core accelerator is sector and industry agnostic. So it's fabulous. We see everything from uh, apparel all the way through uh, uh, biotech and everything in between. Uh, over the years, we've seen about 30% of our companies falls into healthcare life sciences, not surprising given Boston's strength around healthcare, uh, 30% high tech, and then it sort of goes down from there. And 50% of our companies have at least one female founder. So this oh. for us is uh, a huge part of uh, what we do in our mission. But it's also, uh, we think this demonstrates that it's the the gap we see in female founders accessing venture capital is not a pipeline issue because all of our female founders go through the same merit-based competitive process that our male founders do, and we see them progressing throughout at the same rate so we have
1: do you have quotas per industry or no nope. or no it's so no. no no so you, you it's merit-based across the board
0: merit-based across the board uh in any given year we see f- slight fluctuation but incredibly not a lot uh what we will see is sort of tech trends so a couple of years ago we look at our data and like there's like five companies who are using artificial intelligence or machine learning and how they describe what they're doing. This year it was 32. You know, so we see that uh, the technology side rise, but the industries less so. Um with that said, this year we did have a safety and security focus uh within our core cohort which was has been a really interesting uh area. This was uh mostly focused on the depart- work with part Department of Defense and helping attract uh you know frontier innovators and technologies to the challenges they have. Uh and again we see those founders are are running from sensors to robotics to AR uh to emergency response. So they are broadly Uh, They run the gamut in terms of sectors. But they're all
1: early stage, right? All early stage. How do you define early stage?
0: So our companies have less than a million in external
1: funding
2: raised. Ziad, I think there's a KPI here that neither Ryan or Kate have talked about. And I'd like to get your answer to this, both of you. Hmm. So the KPI I'm looking for is the key pet indicator. How many dogs in your oh, facility? Oh, come on. There are what, no support? pets.
1: Hey, if you don't have dogs running
2: around, then what kind of a entrepreneur? You should disclose to
1: both Kate and Ryan your involvement in a pep pet company.
2: Indicator. Answer the question, Baz. Ryan. How many dogs are running around? Uh, Faz,
3: my accelerator is looking at uh, pharmaceutical assets going into clinical trials and pre-clinical development,
2: so I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, how many dogs running around mass challenge? <laughs>
0: So the answer is none, because we used to let dogs run around, and we had issues. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, you <have> issues, so. <laughs> so you those issues. I'm an investor
2: in a company that solves those issues. So well, if you come to-
0: you come, hang, on,
2: hang on, guys. I've, I've let the East Coast talk for a little bit here. Yeah. If you come to the West Coast, most of our accelerator incubators will have dogs running around. So there you go. A KPI that matters the most. I, I believe that's 500 points for the West Coast.
1: Well, I mean, are you talking also about investing in pet companies or having dogs show up let's with have, you to work?
2: Let, let's ask uh, both of them here. Kate, how many pet health companies in Mass Challenge?
0: We had three make it to the final judging, uh, okay. or uh, one in the cohort this year.
2: One in the cohort. Excellent. Ryan, and
0: you?
3: Zero. I'm going to say, no, I'm gonna say half. I have one company that's got an asset for human and
2: animal health, so the development for both. So I'm gonna say Excellent. half. All right. Once again, 500 points for the West Coast. Okay, keep <laughs>
1: going. <laughs> yeah, pet, pet, I mean, come on. Let's solve human problems first, and then we move on to. Pets. You
2: know, uh, you know, love is love, life is life. Yeah. And by the way, most of our preclinical testing is done in animals anyway. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice tries! You're, those those I poor answered, mice.
1: Those poor you. mice. You oh them. my lord! It's hard to use investor dollars to sponsor any type of institution. Correct, Kate? That's I mean, right. It's yeah. it's what? hard to convince a startup that's not generating revenue to ah,
2: I thought you were saying they were generating revenue. That's a different story. Okay.
1: Well, even then, I mean, you really have to be careful who you support and what you do. So no investors can say, Well, you're using my money to support this organization or that. They the mentor in me loves that concept where you help basically, and Faz and I do that all the time. We mentor startups, so we're walking incubators basically. We just help out. Faz sit
3: incubator? Them. Incubator <laughs> yes. or accelerator?
1: No, yeah. <laughs> incubators Because we're, Faz we're, sits sit. on them. <laughs> yes, I, I sit on them. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and, and there's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing nicer than someone coming to you a year later saying, thank you, you've made the difference.
2: One of, one, one of my, one of my uh, colleagues from the startup program here at UCSF just did a keynote speech for a big conference. He came afterwards and he found me and he shook my hand. And he said, Faz, I just want to say thank you for, uh, for all the great advice you gave me early on. I said, boy, you're an inspiration. Congratulations. I'm really proud of you and that was that was awesome. and here's the here's Congrats the address for the checks <laughs> well i didn't get any checks and i didn't invest and but, but he's doing great and and he's got some big time vcs behind him so i'm very proud of him
1: what do we think about co-working spaces is this is this is it here to stay or it's sort of a trendy thing it's here, here to stay
2: here to stay anything that brings people together over like, you know, like minded people with a common purpose who can either collaborate or do their own work uh, and with core resources. So um, so in, in a university setting, we would have core core laboratories where very expensive equipment was kind of shared with like five or six labs. Um, uh, and, and that's a great concept. And essentially it's being applied in the private setting. So anything that brings people together and lets them do their work is is fantastic
1: so do they go after the accelerator so so in your case Kate where do they go after they leave Mass Challenge? do they go to another accelerator do they go to a co-working space or if they don't get funded they just float go home
0: it's a mix um, so uh, about half of them want to stay at Mass Challenge, and so we'll have some stay on as alumni and residents uh, which is I guess sort of our version of an incubator but beyond that, we see folks. Some will go on to accelerators, uh, mostly the uh, like a TechStars, a Y Combinator, plug and play 500 startups. They'll, we see all of those in sort of our follow-on portfolio, um, which we think is great. Like it's an on-ramp into the for many of them into the uh, more of a fundraising focus, uh, and provides them continued access to resources. Uh, Some will uh, go to specialized incubators. So Boston's very fortunate to have uh, organizations like Mass Robotics, Greentown Labs, Lab Central, who provide very specific supports for startups in each of those categories with the co-working space and the sort of wraparound support. So we think that's, that's awesome. We actively send startups who are in those categories So That's
1: the next
0: wait, Hang on, guys.
1: There is an
2: elephant in the room, and I do want to add one more thing that companies do. They move to the West Coast.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Some
1: will move to the West Coast. It's very, very rare. It's very
2: rare. But most of the time, they end up in Silicon Valley. So <laughs> I just...
1: Want to call the elephant out, that's all. Yeah, because so this anyway. yeah, because
0: the with... Boston VC, like when we bring in people to talk about Boston VC, you know, a big portion of our companies are from the area. So the guidance they get and that we will get is to do your first round here and establish roots in Boston because that's what the West Coast will want to see, even if you have to go West for your next round of fundraising. Yeah, If you, if you're doing the VC route. If you're doing the VC route. That's right.
1: But if you're doing angel to exit, then you can stay still, here.
0: We'll go to
2: the West Coast. Yeah, I, I agree. See
1: Are we all going to end up in the West Coast?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too expensive.
2: <laughs> well, that just brings us back to co working
3: space. We're all going to go to the West Coast, but we're all going to have one seat at a co working space. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what we're competing with here in, in our sector is not an office space with privacy. It's a virtual company or a company yes. that has some spot to gather. And I think co-working spaces is not competing with a closed private office. It's competing with, screw it, we're virtual. I'm going to work from home. we will go to a coffee shop to meet. So in my yeah, mind, But,
1: but people a, don't have this need for an office anymore. Thank you. You, you just referred to me as a younger
2: person. I appreciate
1: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> They work at Starbucks. Well... So it starts, so the, the the whole thing is you start at home, you have an idea, then you go to a nonprofit style mass challenge, then you go to either straight to fundraising or to another accelerator that's more focused, and then you're launched into the world.
0: So you but, miss the university in there is the only one I'd add. So in mm-hmm. between you have an idea at home in your basement and mass challenge, a lot of our startups will go through something at MIT or Babson or Harvard as part of their graduate programs. Mm-hmm.
1: Because they all now have their own accelerators, incubators. They innovation all have
0: computers. entrepreneurship programs and various resources around them. And so many founders now have some sort of uh, advanced degree.
1: But is there a competition for these founders to come to these institutions or not really?
0: It depends on the organization. Many of the ones that we work with uh, have both. So they'll have open programs to support all students interested in entrepreneurship or with a great idea. And then they may have a competitive track as well.
1: Yeah. I don't yeah, know what Ryan, others have seen. Yeah. Ryan, Are you, you guys are part of the University of Alberta, right?
3: Correct. Yeah, we are affiliated. So uh, there's a group called Tech Edmonton, which is a partnership between the Economic Development Agency at the City of Edmonton. And the university of alberta so yeah we but we're not exclusive to academics so the the actual university has its own individual program about uh getting entrepreneurs getting the entrepreneur spirit into the academics so yeah, yeah we're um you know i don't think we're competing for them i think there's almost um i i think what we saw at least in edmonton and i think it's mirrored elsewhere is You know, there was no support system for entrepreneurs. And then there was very few that tried to do everything. And then there was an explosion of people with value propositions to entrepreneurs. And we started to see a massive overlap in competition. Uh, And I think that was a a little bit of a weird section and area in Edmonton. And I think we're still going through it. Um, But we're starting to see, you know, delineations of, of what a particular organization can add to an entrepreneur. And we're starting to kind of say, okay, I stop when they reach here. You start when they reach there. And you know, here's the handoff. And I think mm-hmm. a, a good ecosystem is is an ecosystem that's starting to figure out where the supporters are f- very clearly defining with their niches and who the people that they receive deal flow from and who they refer to.
1: What's the Asian restaurant that you you feed right. us from every time we visit Edmonton?
3: It's called Prairie Noodle Shop, and I, I made I founded that with a couple of friends. So it's it's ramen noodles with prairie flavors so you're going to get a lot of smoked meats stuck into traditional broths
1: hmm. west coast you're a bit lonely yes. today
2: um, <laughs> no west I Ab- get Edmonton on my side here <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think Edmonton's honorary west coast I think Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway this was episode 19 thank you Kate thank you Ryan thank, thank, thank you. you Fizz. this was fascinating and uh, talk to you next time Thank you all.
0: Okay. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Zid and Fid Show. I hope you enjoyed it, learned something, and had a good time. Remember, you can send questions to talk at zidandfid.com. Until next time, bye-bye.